Hello humans, hello humans. It's spring. Shut that down. Hang on. There we go. So it's spring. I'm in my small car because my bigger car, the plush old man car, is getting fixed because a couple of its chips got fried. That's a problem with the having software control everything. If the chips and the software goes, the vehicle doesn't. Anyway, so it's in the shop and we've got to use the sand car. It's a smaller, noisier, and as I say, full of sand. That's the one I take the puppies to the beach with. Anyway, so uh, today's 21st. Um, Maybe, supposedly, they're going to arrest Trump. Uh, it's necessary that he be arrested such that later on when they arrest uh, uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton and, you know, Obama and all these kind of fuckers, there's already been a precedent set, right? So they won't be able to bitch because they would have, have um, arrested Trump and broken that veil, right? That political... Um, uh, democracy hymen there that you don't arrest um, uh, your political opponents and put them in jail uh, when you have power. And uh, so, as I say, so um, basically Trump needs to be arrested. The good guys need to have him arrested so that there are precedents set. It's very much like with his um, tax returns. So all of this stuff is a setup. It's all a giant sting. Uh, it's been gamed out for decades. You know, supercomputers, all that kind of crap, software. Anyway, um, so the, um, it, like with taxes, with Trump's tax returns, it was necessary that he have uh, that long protracted battle uh, in order to get his tax returns into the Supreme Court. Uh, he had to have that precedent where the court said the president must turn over these records, that the president is not a, above the law. And so we have that precedent with the Supreme Court smacking Trump down and saying, you got to hand over your tax returns. Well, now there was nothing in the tax returns, right? And so this arrest is just like the tax returns. It's a, um, it's a sting. It's a, it's a con job. Um, so they're going to arrest Trump for, um, supposedly paying, uh, hush money, uh, to a stripper that said he had an affair with her. And, uh, she said all kinds of stuff and Trump denies that he'd had anything to do with her, that kind of thing. And uh, yet she gets paid hush money by this attorney that also works for Trump. Uh, and the attorney says that he did the payment for Trump. Okay. But here's the deal. She sues him. She sues Trump for denying the affair and uh, for defaming her or slandering her, whatever it was. Right. And she loses. And now she owes Trump $300,000 in attorney's fees. And in that lawsuit, it, it came out that there's no, um, no proof, no evidence, no contact, uh, no supposition, and no um, uh, convenient um, 
avenue whereby they could have had uh, the affair as the woman had said. So basically, all the jury and, and stuff said, well, woman, you're lying. Uh, you know, Trump didn't have an affair with you, and you saying that he uh, has to say that in order not to defame you is horseshit. And so they, um, so the jury found in Trump's favor, and she has to pay all this money. Well, it's probably going to come out uh, here after the arrest um, that the attorney indeed did pay the woman, but he was paying her for himself or someone else, not Trump. And it was convenient. We think it was actually for himself, and we and it was convenient uh, that he just keep his mouth shut and that that. Um, uh, Trump do as he did and let the the, um, uh, the deep state, uh, the Xerian Mafia, Biden, Eastas, the Biden regime, all these people, let them think uh, that they had something on Trump and here was an avenue to get it. And so they're going to go ahead and, and the idea is they will arrest him and they'll, uh, you know, they're going to basically defame him and take him down a notch is the way that they're thinking and do it in such a way that he would not be able to legally run again. Well, it's not going to happen that way because, in my opinion, what will occur is that at some point in the proceedings, it will come out that the lawyer was not acting on Trump's behalf and that he'll at that point admit that, oh, yeah, you know, I did, um, uh, uh, you know, pay her, but it was for myself or for so-and-so and not Trump. And so that will be uh, dismissed. It'll be uh, thrown out. And... Um, the, the next little part of the play will have been set up whereby when uh, someone else decides to arrest Obama for child trafficking, for, uh, you know, all these other lies, uh, for an arrest Big Mike for all of his, um, you know, Big Mike Obama going by the name of Michelle, um, arrest him for all of his crimes, uh, especially in the child trafficking, etc., then there will be precedent and no one's going to be able to bitch, right? They'll bitch, but uh, they're going to be bitching up against a big wall in the public's mind because they'll say, hey, fuckers, you arrested Trump for no damn reason at all. And here you are, you know, we've got uh, 439 felonies off of uh, Biden's laptop and 16 of them involve Obama. So anyway... That's what's going to roll out, presumably, starting today. All of these things are going to have an effect at this point on the timing of the uh, central bank's uh, collapse. So, in order for humans to be free, we must kill the central bank, right? We've got to get rid of the central bank all the way around the planet. There cannot be another central bank anywhere. It's a, it's a terrible, evil uh, scheme to steal money from you for all of your life and enslave you. There is a reason we say wage slave. And wage slave, as a descriptive term, came in in the 1914 uh, period of time. That was when the, um, uh, they had the first crash. So they'd only had the Federal Reserve up and running a year, and they had a major economic problem. And so like Yellen, the other, you know, like Yellen in uh, Obama's time saying, we've fixed it, we've solved it. And so she said this, and I think it was like, Maybe it's 2008, maybe it's 2009, something like that. And Yellen said, there will never be another financial crash. There will never be another financial contagion. And it's like, hey, you know, uh, you are as stupid as you are short and, and um, 
uh, irritating. Which is really fucking dumb. Uh, a lot of these people are. So, anyway, though, uh, so we're going to have this crash. The um, uh, financial system is overloaded with debt. It's, it's a system. It's not really capitalism. It's um, sort of like uh, authoritarian fascism in the money. And so it will die, and we're going to go into a new world. Uh, it'll take some time for the new world to emerge and become stabilized, but uh, the going into it parts could be very sudden because the uh, central bank here, the Federal Reserve, uh, and all the other banks are going to go bluey, uh, crap out, and we're going to have something akin to the um, uh, Mexican peso crash in the uh, 1990s. Uh, that was a true fiat money currency scheme uh, crash, uh, very or, or somewhat similar to what we're going to be going through, but nowhere near the magnitude. Bear in mind, our currency crash is going to affect many other nations other than ourselves, and it already is. So our currency dying has been what's causing all of the problems, along with the CIA and their fuckery um, in Latin America these last um, 20 plus years. Um, it's really serious these last 20 years that they've been trying to patch the system together to get it to limp along a little bit more. They were aiming for this uh, 2030 agenda, get everybody onto their digital um, currency things and all of this kind of stuff. But we've all wised up, as AOC said in, um, uh, in the video about the January 6th stuff, uh, she was jumping up and down and yelling at, and cursing at Nancy because we did not, we don't fear them anymore. We don't fear the fuckers and the, uh, the elected politicians anymore. I never did, so that was a shock to me that she thought we did. But anyway, she's all weirded out because on January 6th, it was evident that we don't fear those fuckers. And so she got her taste of an Antifa-like encounter with a mob. There'll be a lot of those coming up. Huge amounts of them, okay? And it'll be all based on the um, uh, system of um, debt that was designed. Everybody knew it was going to crash. Uh, they had this plan for the crash, and now the plan is being exposed because there's no war. Uh, you know, there's no global nuclear war. We've still got our constitution. We've still got our guns. And, in fact, we're buying more guns. We're buying them by the, you know, million a month or something. Uh, up here in Washington State, the the commies are trying to restrict the guns. They're they're getting this law passed against assault rifles. You know, I mean the labels they put on shit. Anyway, um, they um, uh, over here when the people did when the uh, fuck fucktard legislature uh, started doing all this gun stuff, it started getting people anxious. And now there are long lines. Like I've heard that up in up north. Uh, north of Seattle in a, in a place called Everett, uh, they, uh, there was one gun shop, which is, you know, big gun shop, has lots of different kinds and so on. It had a four-hour line to get in. You had to stand around for four hours to get into the damn store. You know, they only allow a certain number in at a time, right? Um, so anyway, so that's what's going on. People are reacting. And uh, you would think that the deep state would be uh, savvy enough uh, to have a more gentle attitude and back off a bit. 
the fact that they don't, the fact that they keep pushing on this and all of this kind of stuff means we are much closer to the actual crash than any of us would give credence to. And that being, and we're so close that it scared the piss out of the, the deep state. And they figure they can't slack off. They've got to do everything they can uh, to work this scheme. Now, they are working individually basically motivated to protect their ass. Okay, so they're not um, motivated by the greater good or, or even the greater good for their evil collective. So their first response is personal, you know, their personal body safety. And then they start thinking out. So their, their evil collective, their criminal collective, is like third or fourth on the... Um, uh, on the list here for things to worry about. And it's this aspect of um, trying to save their personal hide uh, that's coming out into the fore over these next few weeks. And um, as, as the system totally, completely crumbles, um, there are there's guys that say that it won't really crumble till fall, uh, there are people that are saying that it, it won't break until fall, and they're saying this because of the uh, all these Jewish holidays, right? And because we traditionally have um, crashes in the in the fall when the Kazarian Mafia, um, who are deep in the Jewish society, but they're Satanists, uh, but they still use all of these um, uh, ritual dates and all of that kind of stuff, the high holidays and so on. But anyway, so they um, uh, there's there's Jewish holidays going on now as we get into spring, and then there's others that will be coming into fall that are more typically associated with uh, the big economic crashes. But those are the big economic crashes that are controlled that the Kazarian Mafia might harvest a bunch and get onto the next phase of their plan. What we're going into now is not like that. Their plan has been um, effectively derailed and countered for so long, and they're being um, led um, by uh, clues and crumbs down a certain path uh, that will result in certain actions on their part. And we're at that point now where it's, it's necessary and um, advantageous that we begin the crash now. And, the, and I think the majority of the um, financial central bank problems uh, will appear in this spring, and we will have this atypical uh, spring uh, financial uh, upending. Okay, uh, it's an unraveling. Really, that's what it is. It's not. It's it's not that the whole thing is going to upend and fall over and flop over. That's what they usually do in fall. What we're going to do here is to have this unraveling, where all of the uh, financial tendrils. Um, and, and strings that bind all of us are going to start breaking at all these various different levels, uh, gradually freeing us, um, sometimes more rapidly than simply gradual. We'll have some big crashes here uh, that will cause a lot of shit to happen. But um, in general, we'll do this in spring such that by the time we get to fall, they won't be able to manipulate anything. And I don't believe that we're going to have a, uh, a delayed crash. I don't think they'll be able to hold this shit together through spring and, uh, and summer. Uh, we will 
uh, continue the crashing process. So this, I think, is part of the design, right? That uh, this is one of the things that the self-organizing collective is doing, which is to control the uh, timing and pace of the economic problems such that it keeps the deep state in a, in a um, position of being off balance and unable to effectively react or um, get on to any of their new plans. But they, all these guys have to keep going on the plan because they don't have a fallback. You know, they, they never thought they would lose. They, they never have any contingencies for uh, what do we do if, you know, they just don't do that kind of thinking. Most criminals don't. If they did, they wouldn't be criminals. Uh, you know, they wouldn't take these stupid risks and so on. Anyway, so, um, all right, so today's 21st. Even if Trump is not arrested, the uh, banking crisis is still ongoing. And the system has identified 184 uh, banks um, that are at risk. And fundamentally, it comes down to all of the regional banks and all of the locals. Uh, they're not examining any of the credit unions because their structure is different, right? That's not a deposit per se. It's a buying of shares. And that's a different um, uh, form for the, the structure, okay? Anyway, though, so they, the government and the Federal Reserve, they've identified these 184 banks that are at risk. And they say that they will not make people whole in these banks unless... There is a chance of systemic risk from that bank. And this is basically uh, Yellen and these people saying, unless you're in one of our big buddy banks, like the big five bullion banks, Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, all these guys, unless you're in one of those, we're not going to get your ass covered, right? You got to live on whatever FDIC has left and, and is able to throw you away. And this is an attempt to get everybody to join their big banks, which will prompt the, prompt the big banks up a little bit longer. And their idea was to use this as a basically a six-month um, uh, reprieve and kick them along over into fall where they could do their usual stuff. They feel more comfortable having a crash in fall and um, all of that. And uh, so it, it's not going to happen that way because they're not going to get that reprieve. So there's been a uh, response. They, they must, I mean, they can't be so stupid that they didn't see it coming, but they certainly didn't appear to make any effort to forestall it, derail it, defer it, or any of that. But what's going on is people are piling into uh, metals and cryptos. And so Bitcoin's gone up a whole lot. And actually, it is in times of panic that right now that we see what coins, uh, what cryptos are actually valuable and what are truly securities. So um, Bitcoin's up, uh, Monero's up. There's another one that starts with an O, another um, uh, Oreo or Oro or something. Uh, there's this other Monero-style, um, really encrypted coin. Uh, or, uh, it's got, uh, you know, like serious encryption on it. And the way that the uh, exchanges work on it and the way its blockchain works, you can't tell uh, where it's going. So it really obscures any kind of um, 
technical trail on your activities. Anyway, so these are these are actually very valuable. They're rising, but we see a lot of the other cryptos are lagging behind. So Bitcoin might have a 30% uptake in the last, you know, 30% increase in the last month or so, and you find other coins that are at one or a half percent increase. Okay, these are the securities. Also, all of the quote stable coins are going to just crap out. They're just going to die. The reason that that's going to go is because they're tied to the dollar, which it will crash and it'll take out. You know, they're not stable, uh, they're not really tied to the dollar, blah, blah, blah. And so these things will crash. And so we're, I'm expecting a very large uh, crash in the, um, uh, the crypto scene, right? But at that same time, I'm expecting that to seriously propel Bitcoin up. So I think maybe Bitcoin's at like 27, 28,000. And um, there are these people that said, um, and I think they're probably mostly correct now. Uh, they said if we break through this line at 25,000, then we're into a bull run uh, period and Bitcoin will really, really rise. Now, I'm going to add to that and say that I think that um, somewhere around, let's just say 32,000 to 36,000 uh, for Bitcoin, we're going to get into a situation where uh, we'll have this... Um, uh, the crash of the stable coins, okay? And it will, in my opinion, okay, this is just my opinion. I'm not known for being a financial analyst, although I did really well with the Alta reports. The uh, Those were just amazingly uh, prescient on all of the early cryptos. And a lot of that was simply financial analysis by way of my algorithms that I had to code in, right? So I know this math. And so in doing the math now, uh, and looking at things, I'm pegging between 32,000 and 36,000, somewhere in there, on a dollar price for Bitcoin, we'll have this next leg down, which is, which is also going to be the next leg up for Bitcoin. But the next leg down for the dollar uh, at this big level, and so maybe that's going to be another bunch of big banks failing or something. There will be some kind of an event that will drive that. Maybe this will be associated with the activity that will happen in May. Uh, uh, relative to the federal government not being able to be uh, funded and all the problems that that will cause. But at some point, we'll get to this point where the, the stable coins go, there will be a giant quake in the uh, crypto markets, and a lot of cryptos and a lot of people will be wiped out, okay, because they were uh, betting on stable coins, they were betting on certain things happening with the dollar that won't occur. And so, uh, there, so there'll be great carnage in the crypto market at that point. This will be when, as I say, Bitcoin somewhere 32,000 up into 36,000. The numbers are not exact. It's a it's a guesstimate as to a range based on time and how fast it's accumulating value now. So this is more of a time thing that I'm calculating on as opposed to the actual action within the coins. And this will bring us up, as I say, uh, probably around May. And at that point, I'm expecting another big jump in Bitcoin. So as the uh, crypto crash occurs, it's not going to affect Bitcoin. It won't affect things like Monero, uh, stable coins, or, or um, encrypted coins at that level are very useful. A lot of people are going to be paranoid now about the Biden regime. So there's going to be a lot of movement over into these um, uh, secure coins, right? And at that time, I'm expecting that we would go in big uh, bloops, in uh, big lumps of money being moved into uh, Bitcoin such that we would say that it, it happened when it was um, 
at 36,000, okay? Say that, that it's at the far end of the range here, time-wise, and we get up to Bitcoin being around 36,000. We have um, uh, the stable coin and dollar crash because the dollar takes this next big hit down, and the stable coins react to it. It causes uh, uh, angst, anxiety, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. We get a, a large crypto crash as a lot of people try and sell off the securitized cryptos to try and get into other cryptos, may even get exchanges crashing. All of this around $36,000 in Bitcoin. And at that point, I'm expecting that we'll see $6,000 come into Bitcoin in like two days. And then two days after that, it'll be $12,000 coming uh, to the price of the Bitcoin, such that we go from like 36,000 up to 42, and then jump up to like 54, and in a very short period of time. Maybe all of that, so maybe going from 36,000 up to 54,000, uh, maybe that's gonna take like two weeks. Might even be shockingly fast, might mere days, right? But, but two weeks would be scary fast in itself. But it will be the speed of the accretion of value that will actually cause uh, people to understand that hyperinflation has hit and that um, the hyperinflation has hit the dollar and the result of that is the um, uh, upward pressure in dollar denomination for the good cryptos and they will stand out. Now, the same thing is going to be happening with gold and silver. Gold and silver are going to break out of their control. The uh, control structure itself I'm figuring is going to be dying sometime around the first week in May. Um, you know, so we're really only talking like six weeks away, right? Uh, so this is, you know, I'm, it's like, okay, hey, the, you know, the whole metals exchange business is going to die in six weeks. Well, that's, I mean, it's a bold statement, but it's not necessarily uh, without some support in the, the events that are actually occurring now. Uh, so I'm sort of going to stick with it, right? That around May, we're going to have this um, big crisis. It'll be financial and it'll be political on many, many, many different levels. And the political part will have to do with, uh, you know, Russia declaring victory with the Ukraine um, uh, regime collapsing totally and turning the whole country over to Russia uh, with NATO basically starting to dissolve and countries getting out of NATO, that, that'll start in May. Uh, they're gonna want the fuck out. And um, uh, that's this whole political crisis will affect the Biden regime. Uh, there will be less and less um, support for the Biden regime, even among the Democrats. The Democrats will be turning on uh, Biden personally, saying, get this old demented fucker out of here. And uh, there will be such infighting within the Democrats that the Democratic Party members at the peripheral side will just start leaving. So all of these guys that are attached to the Democratic Party for whatever reason, but are not part of the, um, uh, directly not complicit, not participants in the Kazarian Mafia's uh, evil plans, but are just basically useful foot soldiers that the Kazarian Mafia had promoted over time and gotten them into their position. And, you know, they're sort of like useful idiots, right? Like this uh, prosecutor guy, you know, paid by Soros to go after Trump. He's a useful idiot. And uh, so so at that point, all this stuff with the Democratic Party, with people leaving, uh, the crumbling of it, and the, uh, the obvious um, 
lack of national support for the Biden regime is going to put us into this big political crisis that will compound the uh, banking crisis problems that we're going to have. And this is, like I say, six weeks out, guys. And it's pretty much baked in the cake. I can be wrong on the timing, but not on the events, right? They will occur. And so, um, as I say, at that point, we'll see uh, maybe Bitcoin will be around 32 to 36,000. And we'll see it jump up. We'll see big jumps in uh, some of the ancillary uh, secure coins and big crash in the others and a giant crash in the banks and the stock market uh, all of this kind of stuff, right? So all of this is coming. So if you want to understand what the fuck's going to happen, start now and spend the next month reading very heavily into what people experienced in the 1930s here in this country. Ours is going to be a lot, lot bigger, a lot worse, because it's the end of the system, not merely rejiggering it. And they won't be able to recover. They're not going to be, uh, the July rollout of the Fed Now coin is going to be an abysmal, or the, uh, the Fed Now uh, CBDC payment system going to be an abysmal failure. Um, uh, the banks, so okay, so the Fed Now system basically requires the banks to be functional in order for it to function, right? Um, it's not like a, a blockchain, it's not like its own coin, it's not like you can deal with it on your phone and your computers without the banks there. It is 100 to uh, percent dependent on a political structure and a political will to enforce dollar homogeny uh, over the United States. Uh, and so uh, they, it won't happen. It won't succeed. Uh, there could be a lot of problems from it, and we're going to have to live through all of those problems. So this is basically going to be a very strange spring and summer, very atypical. Uh, the powers that be are planning for this giant financial crash in the fall and the beginning of a long uh, depression that will take off in winter and we'll have that winter vibe, okay, you know, be dark and depressing and stuff. Now, it's dark and depressing when your money goes away and that kind of shit. I'm not, not trying to minimize that at all. The suffering is going to be great and uh, there will be many deaths from this, just horrific amounts. Uh, but we're under attack. We're in war. You know, we've lost 70,000 people to Chinese fentanyl. That's more. So we lost that in one year. So in this last 12 months, we've had more Americans killed by Chinese fentanyl than were killed in the Vietnam War by any and all causes. Uh, you know, sad state of affair. You don't even recognize you're at war with these fuckers and they're, they're killing your children. Um, and, you know, the powers that be will start taking account of this shit as we go into summer because the political structure is going to uh, break loose from the ability of the Khazarian Mafia to control the public dialogue. So the um, what's left of the MSM, the mainstream media, is either going to switch and start supporting Trump and supporting the conservatives, and you're going to fucking freak when it happens, right? When these late-night talk show hosts start... Uh, pimping Trump and pimping conservative values and all of this, you, your jaw's going to drop, you know, that um, that uh, little drink of chocolate milk you had is going to drool out over your chin, and then when you clean up, you're going to say, what the fuck? And it's because these guys are captured now by the conservatives. So there's been a, um, a change in who owns the blackmail material for a lot of these Hollywood types. This is part of the process. And um, uh, so a guy 
uh, let's just say like Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, we're just saying it's like Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, so a guy like Jimmy Kimmel in the same sort of a role with TV and all of that, he's a pedophile. He rapes little children. He gets caught on video raping little children. Uh, Epstein kind of set up. And they've got him. They've got video that shows he's a, a you know, a rapist a pedophile. And he can go to jail for the rest of his life and he'll probably be killed in jail. Um, so they blackmail him. And he does all this stuff supporting the Democrats, supporting the Kazarian Mafia, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, 20 plus years into being blackmailed, uh, a guy shows up at his door and, and shows him that, hey, look, we've got all your fucking videos now. Yeah, the Democrats still have them and they're still going to blackmail you, but we're blackmailing you even worse because we want you to do what we say and you're not allowed to tell the Democrats that we're also blackmailing you and that if you don't go along with us, our blackmail is uh, worse. Our, the result of us um, having this information is worse for you than it is if the Democrats have it. And why is because the fact that we, the conservatives, have the blackmail material now shows you, A, we will win, and B, we control you. And um, so uh, and so they'll start, you know, doing what the conservative guys who are blackmailing them want. Now, at some point, maybe the, con and maybe the conservative guys are saying, if you go along with this shit, you know, you won't, uh, you know, be killed in prison. You may go to prison, but we'll make sure you're not, not killed in prison. That kind of thing. Holy crud. Uh, we got giant um, slowdowns here today as the bridges are all stopped because of no electricity. So it's going to be quite the odd shopping day here. Anyway, got to stop and get some stuff here. I'll pick up on this uh, later on. Okay, all right, guys. And like I say, talk to you later on.